0: She thinks we're just fishing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Gone Outdoors here on KWSN Radio. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri a Brewer Agri Outdoors. And in this segment, we're going to chat with Shayla Larson, South Dakota Game, Fish, and Parks R3 manager. Welcome to Gone Outdoors, Shayla. Hi. Thanks for having me. So, R3 manager, what does that mean? You know, some of our outdoors people that listen to our show are very familiar with that. They know what that is. That's uh, been out for around for a couple of years now, but not everybody does. So let's talk about that for a minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So an R3 manager stands for recruitment, retention, and reactivation. So a lot of that surrounds around license sales and getting folks active in the outdoors. So obviously, you know, recruitment is getting folks involved. Retainment is, you know, keeping a hold of those folks and keeping them engaged once they are recruited. And then reactivation is hopefully trying to get some folks back that have lapsed. Uh, the second part of my position is also for kind of looking at things that we do and try to necessarily not do them more, but do them in a different way. So, um, for example, looking at things like diversity and inclusion um, and really anything that surrounds relevancy for our department.
0: Okay, Shayla, I got a question for you. A lot of outdoorsmen, most outdoorsmen I know, like to share information. They want to get people, more people out in the outdoors because they want to share their hobbies with other people, uh, which is great, which is why we do our radio show. You know, it's what we do all the time. but there are people that think, why do I want more people in the outdoors? Because then when I go to my hunting spot, somebody might be in there. I don't want more <laughs> people out there. But there's a lot of good reasons why we want more people, why we want people interested in the outdoors. And and I know that you guys know a lot of those reasons. Yes,
1: absolutely. So. That's something that we're really well aware of at Game Fish and Parks. I think I had that conversation with folks outside of the agency many times when I first started this job. You know, why are you trying to recruit more people? My spots are already full enough. Um, The department is well aware of that. So Secretary Robling, one of his number one priorities is gaining more habitat and access. I think we just hired on eight or nine new private land biologists to try to create more relationships with landowners. Um, to get more access for our users and another thing that you know our department tries to relay to customers is you know more the more license excuse me the more licenses we sell is the more habitat stamps that are produced so in turn that creates more funding to look after our wildlife and preserve our wild spaces
0: you know I think that's one thing that a lot of us overlook is the economics of the outdoors and it's in this day and age, not quite so much just going outside and it's guaranteed to be there, right? Um, There are mechanisms that have to be in place to keep this going. Um, How does license fees and license um, purchases affect what you do on a day-to-day basis?
1: I mean, uh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. A lot of what my position has to do is to try to increase those license sales. So I kind of have my hands in some education pieces, you know, trying to recruit folks um, from the root. We have a lot of folks moving to South Dakota. Um, And another piece is trying to let folks know that the outdoors is for everybody. Um, So, for example, one of the projects I've been working on um, was in correlation with MAFWA, And it's for a small game diversity toolkit. So that is running um, side by side with our president marketing campaign this year. So basically, it's a bunch of different photos, you know, whether it's families of color, it's women out in the field with their kids, but really showing that the outdoors is for everyone. Um, And we want to get those folks involved. So my job has some things to do with that. I also like to work with aquatic habitat staff to talk about getting more shoreline access for our new users and basically just trying to look at it from the angle of if you have never gone into the outdoors, how do we get you excited to be out there? Or maybe you've been out there before. How do we, how do we let you know that the outdoors is still calling your name and we want you to get back out and enjoy again?
0: So Shayla, how does the average average, angler like myself, like Kyle, like our neighbors, people that just use the outdoors, what can they do to help to help all three of these R's that you're working on? Because I know you guys are working extremely hard to do all of this. Um, You know, you're putting a lot of money into it. You're trying to get landowners, you know, on board and you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but there's also grassroots stuff that can happen too. So the people that are listening, what can they do that that you can get people to recruit people or retrain or or retain or reactivate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great question and I appreciate you asking it. So one of the things we're actually working on in our state is a kind of a hunting 101 mentorship program. So I think a lot of what separates folks that are recruited to retained is that supportive kind of mentorship from others. I know specifically if I didn't have folks in my family that, you know, were hunters or anglers, the likeliness for me to continue on without support is slim to none. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if you know folks that are trying to engage in the outdoors, but, they don't necessarily have a ton of friends or family that do the same. Offering them a supportive role or a mentorship role or, you know, just asking them to come along with you goes a long way.
0: So do you guys or your organization, and especially your department, uh, do a lot with the local organizations, outdoor organizations, like the fishing clubs, the outdoor clubs? Um, because that's a lot of what they do. It sounds like it's similar to what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, you know, we definitely try to build our partnerships as much as possible. But that's, you know, as you folks know, an ongoing process. Um, Currently, you know, have a good working relationship with Benzies Forever. Uh, quail forever Um, you know just try to do our best to build those but certainly within the individual communities we're trying to build those as well it's just one of those things that you don't know what you don't know so um, you know definitely doing some more outreach in the different communities to see what entities we could partner with would definitely be
0: helpful. So out of the three recruit retain or reactivate uh, in your experience now you've been doing this for a little while Which one do you think is the hardest one to do, the hardest one to get people involved in, and what can we do to help that?
1: Uh, I would say the hardest of the three, personally, in my opinion, by far, is reactivation. Um, So currently one of the biggest issues I've been tasked with to focus on is the reactivation of resident anglers. So in 2020, for example, you know, everything was shut down and everybody got outside because that's really all there was to do. So, you know, we saw, and it's not just us, this was a nationwide trend of seeing a surge in fishing license sales and small game and things like that. Um, But, you know, the world opened up again and folks started going back to their lives. So us, along with, you know, the other 50, 51 states, whatever you want to count it as, Um, We've seen that go down. So as far as what folks can do to help on kind of a grassroots level, you know, I'll I'll refer back to, again, just kind of spreading the word of, you know, these license sales go on to fund wildlife. And this is an activity that you can do well into, you know, your later years. It's not something that's necessarily hard on your body, fishing specifically. Um, And just trying to get folks involved that are around your own circle so they can feel supported and continue on.
0: You know, and and one thing I'd like to reiterate here is, and you just mentioned it, is um, these sales, license sales, help fund all these programs, which is what creates good fishing, which is what creates good land access. So it's a big circle. You know, the more people we get into the sport, uh, the better everything is going to be for everybody outdoors. And uh, the more we can do to get people active outdoors and it's good for everybody. Shayla, if people want to find out more information about South Dakota R3, where can they go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can go to gsp.sb.gov slash R3.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much, Shayla, for coming on Gone Outdoors.
1: Yeah, thanks guys for having me.
0: Alright, stick around. We will be back with more Gone Outdoors after this short break. Daddy loves you, baby, one more time. Says I know I think I've